Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 285. I'm coming to you on Saturday morning. Again, I did not record my Friday podcast on Friday. Gotta be honest, I did not do it in part because it got late and I was doing other things that were important, but also because I am feeling a little displaced right now. It has come, fall has come finally, and sitting on my back patio porch where I most enjoy recording this podcast doesn't seem like it's going to be that much more time there comfortable. And I got to move that chair inside or find a different spot. And I really just wasn't ready to do that last night. So I know I could record this anywhere in my house, but I kind of spoiled. I'm used to my chair. I must be getting old because, you know, as you get old, you got those chairs. And um, I am here then on Saturday morning coming to you from my car, actually sitting outside of the library. And I wanted to record this before I went in and did a little bit of work and then I'm meeting a friend nearby in a little while for coffee and just kind of getting my day started. But as I think back to yesterday, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open. And I'm glad that you are here with me, whatever time and whatever place it is for you, so that I can share my experience of the presence of God with you. So yesterday, it was one of those moments where it just kind of snuck up on me. And it was a moment where I smiled and I laughed and and there was a, a, a sense of flow, which is defined as that, that experience where you're just in the moment. And I think when we experience that individually, that's one thing, but when we are in a group and in a community and the community is experiencing that, that is truly a God presence moment. And I felt that yesterday in one of my classes. So a little bit of background, if you are a new listener, especially, I teach at a Catholic high school in Columbus, Ohio, and I teach freshmen, freshman religion. And this year, one of my initiatives has been to start the class with a conversation. Now, I have to say this, that last year I started the class with where in the world should we focus our prayer? Now, that's not really what I called it, but that was my intent. My intent was to give the students a slice of something that was going on in the world. Um, Maybe it was a natural disaster. Maybe it was the aftermath of a tragedy. Maybe it was something good that we could pray for. What ended up happening, though, and this was problematic, is that I was bringing politics into that too much and got in some hot water for it definitely needed to do something different and many teachers at the beginning of class they do something they call a bell ringer and the idea is is you get the kids warmed up you get the kids doing something Uh, math class is a good example where the teacher puts a problem on the board and you have to solve it or maybe english class there's a writing prompt and you write for five minutes The problem with those, quite frankly, is you have to grade those. You have to assess those. And I wanted something, bottom line, that I did not have to assess, grade, and record, and so forth. So I came up with this idea that they would talk to their neighbor about something that I showed them. 
And what I discovered that I could show them visually that was interesting and different and that connected us with a larger world because it was on the internet and tens of thousands, if not millions of people were looking at it on the same day is the Bing, B-I-N-G, homepage. That's the Microsoft search engine. And if you haven't looked at it, bing.com, it's really quite something. Every single day, there is a different and very interesting and varied, quite frankly, image that somehow relates to something going on um, in the world that day. And I put this up using my LCD projector and I have the students turn to their neighbor, very careful, and intentional in calling the person sitting right next to them their neighbor because I think we have forgotten in many ways the sense of neighborliness that is so essential in the world that is a world of justice, a world of connection, a world of compassion, a world of mercy, and so forth. And I just invite them to turn to their neighbor and look at the board. And I started with um, having them do note, discuss, or converse. I don't say discuss. I say have a conversation, converse uh, with their neighbor about what they notice, what they like, and what they wonder about the day's image. And then depending on, and, and I'm taking role at this time, I'm getting things organized, etc. And then sometimes depending on how long the period is, depending on what else I have planned, depending on my mood, the mood of the students, I will go around and ask some of the kids to to share what they talked about with their neighbor. And um, so I started, that's kind of the basic template. But some days the images have had animals looking very dramatic in different ways. And I've talked about some of those here on the podcast. Other times there have been just images that are, you know, just very, just interesting, not scenic, but, you know, something that is um, particularly something that is particularly curious. So with those images, um, I have started asking the the students to turn to their neighbor and tell the story of the image. What is going on? What is the story that is happening? And um, it's it's really interesting because I I never know what I'm going to get. And certain classes, I have five classes that I teach, all freshmen, very different classes. And sometimes the classes surprise me. A class that I didn't think or hasn't really been that insightful will come up with something really pretty amazing. Or some days it just falls flat. And, and I get that. And, and in those cases, I just move on to, you know, whatever is coming next in class, which is usually the, the time for some mindful meditation. But um, yesterday was particularly interesting. The uh, image, and I will try to see if I can tweet this and, or post this and send this out to you, um, is of the famous caves in France that have early um, drawings, early art of uh, the pre- ancient people, very, very prehistoric um, people. And um, it's the bulls and animals, and you've probably seen it before, but Bing had it in just a very dramatic and, and, and gripping way. So I asked um, my students, like I said, you know, the, the, for very many, you know, millennia, uh, humans sat around the campfire and told stories. And w- what is interesting about this is here we have them visually representing the story, some kind of a story. And I said, turn to your neighbor and converse, talk about what is the story that is being told here. And um, 
my first three classes of the day, no, nothing terribly interesting. I, I've got one class that they, there's some boys in there and these are freshman boys and I, I get this. And they are obsessed, absolutely, totally obsessed with the Minecraft video game that you may have heard about. Um, it was funny yesterday. Well, every day these boys want, whenever it's tell the story um, question, they want to make it about Minecraft and they make references that I do not get. And because of the laughter and the giggling in the class, I, I think there are some kids that probably do get the references. And, and that is what it is. Okay. I understand that. But what is um, what was funny yesterday in particular was I had just read an article um, during at lunch online about how what kind of citizens Minecraft or excuse me not Minecraft did I say Minecraft I meant Fortnite ooh and Minecraft but Fortnite is the hot video game for the the, the youngins these days so they turn everything to this game called Fortnite okay. So I just read an article about how Fortnite is what kind of citizens it's making because it is basically it's a game that is kind of like the Hunger Games where uh, apparently 100 players are, are playing together online, phones, different devices you can use, and it's kill or be killed. And you have to eliminate the competition and be the last person standing. Pretty simple. So this article was not real complimentary. So yesterday, fifth period, these boys brought up different Fortnite connections to the images. And I, I thought about saying something about the article I read, but I figured it wasn't going to be worth it. And there was no reason. So I just kind of let it slide. But then sixth period came along and sixth period has been my, my, and I've talked about them before. They have been my most interesting and quite frankly, most enjoyable period. I'll, I'll say that because they come between fifth and seventh and seventh is just always a handful and fifth is they're they're a good class but they're after lunch and and you know they vary they're hot and cold um but set sixth yesterday was really funny i've got a kid in there i'm not going to name him but i did mention him before he is the um the neurophile the one who is really into the brain i talked about him on a previous podcast and um Yesterday it was really funny because when I put the image up and he had talked to his um, his neighbor about it, he said, um, can I come up and, and talk about it? And nobody so far yesterday had come up to the board and wanted to talk about the image. So I said, sure. And I have a yardstick that I call my meditation stick because when the kids are, are mindfully meditating, if they're not sitting in the posture that I want them to sit in, sitting up, feet on the floor, arms resting, I come by with my yardstick and just kind of tap them, tap their feet or tap their hands, whatever it is. Tapping is what I do. So he grabbed my meditation stick and he starts pointing at the board and telling the story of these bulls. It was bulls and actually another animal that I kind of didn't even see in it. He called it a fox, I think, and starts telling this story about what's going on and what's happening in a very elaborate story. Well, it turns out it wasn't actually a story. It was a fable because he came to a moral and he said the moral of the story is is this and I was kind of really surprised and and I said wow that you told us a, a, a fable that was fantastic and then somebody else said oh can I get up and and she got up and and used the stick and told the story and I think there was one more kid and it was just just a moment where I smiled and a moment where I think all of us in the class were in sync we knew that something we do every day. We've been doing it for the whole quarter so far that today was something special. There was something different. There was something 
I don't want to use the word magical because that's a goofy word, but there was something, something, something different and something that connected us in a way that um, was special and memorable. And I think that for me is a sign of God's presence, that God is present in my classes all the time. I, I, I get to pray, we get to meditate, we talk about the Bible and God and I, I don't doubt that for a minute because God is present. God permeates every moment of everything I do in that classroom. And only though sometimes are there moments when I think all of us recognize it. And I think that was a moment yesterday. One final thought is the mission statement in my class. It's up on the board on a poster and it says, we are a respectful, faith-filled, respectful storytelling community of learners. And I don't think it was my sixth period yesterday. I think it was a different class. I overheard one of the kids during their conversation say something like, well, why do we, you know, why do we do stories all the time? Why are we telling stories at the beginning of class? And the kid, uh, the, the, the kid's neighbor pointed at the board and says, well, we are a storytelling community of learners. That's what we do. And the other kid said, hmm, okay, I get it. So I'm glad they got it. I'm glad they had this experience yesterday with my sixth period and I'm glad you're here listening and the question to conclude with of course is about stories what are good life-giving faith perhaps filled stories that you have told lately stories that you have heard lately stories that have inspired you stories that have changed you in one way or another And how have you experienced God's presence in the midst of those recent stories? As always, thank you so much for being here. Blessings and peace.